Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. It is, of course, presented by DraftKings. Love those guys. I have, by the way, identified the 10 combatants that will go against Joe and I in the final DraftKings best ball. So be looking for an email out in the next day or two because we'll probably start that draft as soon as possible. Thank you to everyone that took advantage of any of the sponsors and entered. Uh, I hope I win the 500 bucks. to be honest with you. But if I don't, I'm glad that one of you guys will. Better not be Joe. Better not be the fantasy expert. Shouldn't actually win the league. I am at Ross Tucker, at Ross Tucker NFL on social, really whatever you're on, right? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whichever one you're on or whichever two you're on, please follow your boy. Uh, We are at Ross Tucker Pod, which is an awesome account to follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook because it really only just posts when the show is up, when each show is up, as well as, you know, the two or three best clips we think. From each show. So at Ross Tucker Pod, the other way to get at all that stuff is YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Chris Long was awesome on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. Tomorrow we'll have the GOAT, Greg Cosell, of course, to break down a lot of these moves that have gone down from a pure football standpoint. We're going to break them down today with Joe Dolan from a fantasy standpoint. Remember this starting next week. We're twice a week. The episodes will drop Wednesday and Thursday. And as a reminder, there is no more efficient place to know what you should do with the waiver wire, who should be in your lineup, who shouldn't. We're going to quickly just tell you what you need to know about the most relevant fantasy guys for each team in every game and then move on. We value your time. Tell everybody you know about the Fantasy Feast podcast. Joe, we got a lot of stuff to get to today, and I think we have to start by introducing Joe Dolan and telling you that he is the stud over at FantasyPoints.com, where it's certainly not too late to get their veritable smorgasbord of information at FantasyPoints.com using the code 23FEAST. Joe, of course, is at FG underscore Dolan on social media because he's the original fantasy gangsta. Joe, a lot of moves since last week. Certainly a lot of moves yesterday. I think by far the most noteworthy one is Jonathan Taylor is not going to play football 
in the first four games. So now what do we do with him? So first and foremost, this is – you have to unpack this from a couple levels, and I'm really interested to see what some of your other guests on the Ross Tucker football podcast have to say about this situation. Because from what I understand, if he is on the pup list, he is going to get paid um, while he's on the pup list, and he's going to accrue service time. Although I, I, I saw, heard some conflicting information about it being the last year of his contract and all that stuff, I, uh, I am here to talk about it from a fantasy perspective. And I am a believer in Occam's Razor. And if Jonathan Taylor is on the physically unable to perform list, and the Colts, despite this contract battle, have to pay him while he's on the physically unable to perform list. Occam's razor would suggest to me that Jonathan Taylor is still hurt. But I also believe in Ursay's razor. And Jim Ursay could be doing trying to play eight-dimensional chess to, I, I don't know, force Jonathan Taylor back into the building at some point. Um... There could be spite at work here. All we know, Ross, is that Jonathan Taylor is at least going to miss the first four games of the season. So from a fantasy perspective, at bare minimum, I have to move him into or below the Alvin Kamara tier of running back. Alvin Kamara, we know, is going to miss the first three games of the season because Alvin Kamara is suspended. The other part is Alvin Kamara doesn't seem to uh doesn't seem to be pissed off with the New Orleans Saints. So Jonathan Taylor is going to miss at least four games and is pissed off with his current situation. Even if he's traded, he's going to miss the first four games of the season. It's a mess right now. Um I I basically completely stopped drafting Jonathan Taylor once this whole ordeal started. I've been picking up Deion Jackson and Evan Hall and a little bit of Zach Moss late. Those are the running backs on the Colts roster. Moss might actually miss time into the regular season with a broken arm. But Jonathan Taylor, to me, I'm not touching until, depending on my team, 80-plus picks into a draft. And I have to feel really good about where my team is to select Jonathan Taylor, where I could view that as, all right, in the event the Colts somehow patch up this relationship or they trade Jonathan Taylor and he could be a league winner for me down the line, but I still have to feel really good about where my team is if I'm drafting Jonathan Taylor. I think the easiest, the simplest advice to give people if you're drafting this week or this coming weekend is just don't touch him. Let somebody else make the Galaxy Brain pick. And you have to understand, we don't under I, there are multiple layers to this onion. It is very possible Jonathan Taylor is still hurt. And that's why the Colts have refused to pay Jonathan Taylor. So... If that's the case, then I'm significantly concerned about his his status for 2023. The one thing I will say is throwing out dynasty trades for Jonathan Taylor might be in the cards. You know, I, I'm in a league where, a dynasty league, where I should probably be rebuilding. I have Nick Chubb, um, and I'm going to throw out an offer of Nick Chubb for Jonathan Taylor and a first-round pick and a couple of other picks. And, I, and I'll take on Jonathan Taylor. I'll give the... The Jonathan Taylor manager, Nick Chubb, because that team's a contender, and I'll I'll take on extra picks to do it. I think maybe that's something that you might consider doing. Maybe sending out a buy low offer on Jonathan Taylor. But if if I sound confused here, it's because I am. This is a bizarre situation, and we have to at this point, 
and we probably should have been here at this point. But at this point, we have to take into account that Jonathan Taylor might not play football at all in 2023. Well, that certainly seems at this point like um, a distinct possibility. Um, I, I, I talked about it on today's Ross Tucker football podcast, Joe. I, I don't really think that the Colts know what they're doing, and I think it's the owner. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with things at this yeah, point. Like, They're an owner-driven organization, and the owner is impetuous, impulsive, emotional, illogical. I mean, they're giving them, Joe, almost a million bucks. It's $240,000 a week for the next four weeks mm-hmm. to just stand there and do nothing. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's, you know, Ursay and, and believe me, you know, Colts fans have uh, – if you defend Jonathan Taylor or – Colts fans are going to come after you on Twitter. I, I think you've seen this, Ross. And they'll defend Ursay and they'll, they'll they'll bring up, you know, Ursay let Andrew Luck keep his money. Ursay, you know, sent Edron James a ring after after the Colts won the Super Bowl. These are these are good things. Like, Ur, so Ursay probably is sitting here and, and saying, "I do take care of my players," but the running backs don't matter. Science was eventually going to find its way into the wrong hands, like. Like the DNA science in Jurassic Park found its way into the hands of somebody who just wanted to make the ultimate capitalist move. And, you know, the Ian Malcolm speech. What is it? Uh, Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think that they should. This might be that situation where, well, Jim Mercy's like, oh, well, I'm going to stand on the shoulders of giants here, you know, like the Gallagher brothers. I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I am going to say, well, all these people say running backs don't matter. So, of course, I'm going to say running backs don't matter. And there's no way you're going to make an example out of me. And it's it's come to a head. I'm not saying he's the only person to blame here. Um, Jonathan Taylor has certainly made some sort of heel turn here. But it it, it does feel like your explanation in the event that Jonathan Taylor is not still pretty severely hurt, is the simplest one. The other running back situation, uh, Joe, involves Josh Jacobs. Before I get your thoughts on Josh Jacobs, I just want everyone to know that Labatt Blue Light is delicious. It just is. We got Labor Day weekend coming up. I mean, you should really probably be having Labatt Blue Light Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday afternoon while you're grilling, always enjoy responsibly the best Labor Day beer of all time, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Jacobs, that's how you do it, Joe, as a player. I mean, skips preseason, gets $1.7 million more guaranteed, and then he can get $200,000 more in incentives, and he did the right thing. Because, Joe, the Raiders did not want him to miss games. They knew he wasn't going to sign it till the day before the first game. And so then they can't play him in that one. They probably even get worried about him getting hurt in the next one. So Jacobs did the right thing. I think Jonathan Taylor, by the way, is doing the right thing. Jonathan Taylor is getting a million dollars to do nothing. Jonathan Taylor is getting a million dollars to not put more wear and tear on his body. So, and, and Josh Jacobs, this again is a business of football discussion. Josh Jacobs is the exact example Jonathan Taylor's looking at. All right, who's to say I do come out and lead the NFL in rushing? Well, you're just going to tell me that I have too much mileage on my body to give me a four-year contract. So you're just going to franchise tag me anyway. But I don't think there was ever, and Raider beat writers were pretty adamant about this, and, and it was the same deal with Saquon Barkley. 
regardless of what you think running backs are worth or should they get long-term contracts or should they be rewarded for past performance, Josh Jacobs is going to make $11, $12 million, okay? He was not going to turn that down just at, to make some sort of statement because $12 million on one year is a lot for a running back to make in this day and age. So Josh Jacobs now, he jumps into the second round. I think he's going to be a an excellent RB1 for a team that maybe starts their draft with a wide receiver. You can definitely, there are drafts out there where you're going to be able to start with Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase at the top and come back around and Josh Jacobs could be your RB1. That's a really nice start. Somebody who, you could literally start your drafts with the leading receiver in the NFL last year and the leading rusher in the NFL last year. That wasn't so I have a question about years that. ago. Well, Joe, why isn't, why isn't Jacobs thought of as like a first-round pick, you know, with McCaffrey's and Bijan's of so the So here's the reason Jacobs isn't thought of in that regard. Number one, people are still a little bit worried about the receiving as good as he was in that department last year. And number two, people think the Raiders are going to be apocalyptically bad. And I happen to be a part of that, that group that thinks the Raiders... I actually, in my, in, in my um, season projections at FantasyPoints.com, I picked the Raiders to have the worst record in the NFL. And I just think maybe because Josh McDaniels is, he's not among my favorite coaches in the NFL, but I think there are going to be folks who have Josh Jacobs valued as a first round pick. And based on what he did last year, that's completely defensible. He led the NFL in rushing. He was the number three overall scorer in both total points and fantasy points per game in PPR. Uh, so that does say he's a first-round pick. But I think people view Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey. I think people view Bijan, even Bijan Robinson, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, all these guys as being on better football teams. And better football teams does mean more touchdowns generally. This episode is being brought to you by BetterHelp. I know Joe and I both feel strongly about this. If you've ever thought about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. You know, I recently had someone I know uh, that was in a really, really, really bad spot and I wish that they would have talked with someone because they didn't. And uh, what they ended up doing instead is the worst thing you can do. So all I can say is if you've ever thought maybe I need to talk to somebody, you should. If you know anybody, any loved ones that you think need to talk to someone, recommend BetterHelp. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash feast today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash feast. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. All right, Joe, let's dive into some of these other 
moves. Uh, is it notable that Bailey Zappi got cut in your mind? I guess it takes some yeah. of the risk off of Mac Jones ever getting benched this year. Yeah, so you know Bailey Zappi was kind of a a cult hero up in up in New England last year. You know they the the radio stations literally are coming up with uh, with songs about him, zappity doo dah and Bailey Zappi grab along if you like. Literally, there's there's songs about the guy, and now the Patriots cut him. And uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Ross, but as we're recording this on August 30th, I don't think the Patriots have a backup quarterback yet. So look, at the very least, the quarterback who's going to be in that building is either going to be maybe Bailey Zappi on the practice squad, or it's going to be somebody who has to pick up Bill O'Brien's offense. And this is an actual NFL offense, unlike what they were running last year. I'm not going to tell you Mac Jones is a great fantasy quarterback. The Patriots still don't have very good wide receivers. But Mac Jones, two years ago, looked like he was going to end up being a pretty good NFL quarterback. Last year, the Patricia Judge thing was a disaster. Zappy comes in and, you know, doesn't make mistakes. But I, I texted my Patriots guy, and he was like, like I'm. he said, I was surprised, but Zappy was awful in camp. Like, just really bad. So this just goes to tell you, a guy who actually started and won games for them last year couldn't even make the roster as a backup quarterback. That tells you just how bad he was. So I think the Patriots are just going to go out and get a new backup quarterback. I think what this means is, for those of you in, like, a Superflex Dynasty League, Mac Jones's value is a lot more secure than it was maybe the way you thought it was in June when you're like, man, if he comes out and has a couple bad games, they could go to Bailey Zappi. That's not the case right now. Hey, while we're recording this, Joe, the Vikings are evidently going to sign Miles Gaskin. Does that mean anything or do anything for you? Uh, so what it does is it puts me more solidly in the camp of Ty Chandler behind Alexander Madison, and that makes me feel better about Alexander Madison because – there are still some backs out there who, in theory, could be kind of fantasy usurpers. Ezekiel Elliott is signing with the Patriots, and I and I said that a couple of weeks ago when we discussed that move. I didn't hate it for Ramondre Stevenson, but there is certainly going to be some situations where Ezekiel Elliott's going to come in and steal a touchdown or steal a reception on third downs. It's going to happen. Miles Gaskin does not pose a significant threat to me, to Alexander Madison, nor does he pose a significant threat to Ty Chandler as the number two. But if Chandler were to falter, I think Miles Gaskin gives the Vikings somebody who's played in this league and has had some good games. Alexander Madison, as opposed to the Vikings signing somebody like Leonard Fournette or Kareem Hunt, guys who are extremely accomplished in the NFL, certainly a guy like Fournette, who's a really good receiver and pass protector, I feel better about Alexander Madison now uh, with with just Miles Gaskin and Ty Chandler. Dwayne McBride, the other rookie, they waived him. So I, I think this backfield is setting up much better for Alexander Madison than maybe you might have thought it would a couple of weeks ago. Interesting. Um, while we're on running backs and we were talking about the Patriots, is there something to be said about Pierre Strong? That wouldn't surprise me. I thought he would be a good fit in New England, but it didn't really happen. Yeah, so I think when they drafted Pierre Strong, you probably thought, well, there's their... Because he, he was kind of a darting type of running back, undersized, but could catch the ball. I think you probably thought, oh, there's that guy. There's that James White, the Shane Vereen, the guy who they're going to redshirt for a year, and then he's going to come in and take that third down roll. What this says to me, again, great news for Ramondre Stevenson, because even if Ezekiel Elliott has 
a good bit left in the tank. It's not going to be a good bit for more than a year or two. Um, but what this more tells me is my shares of Jerome Ford as the handcuff to Nick Chubb, um, I should be worried about them because Jerome Ford is dealing with an injury right now. And I think the Browns wanted to make sure they had some depth um, behind Nick Chubb because Jerome Ford is dealing with a hamstring injury. And Ross, we know how fickle hamstring injuries can be. So Pierre Strong might actually open um, the, the season as the Browns' number two running back. It'll be interesting to see if he has a role because despite Nick Chubb, being as good as there is in the league on an early down perspective, the the Browns took him off the field on third downs for Kareem Hunt. Is Pierre Strong going to have a similar type of role at the beginning of the year? Will be interesting to see. Um, he should only be drafted in the deepest of deep leagues, but there is a chance if he performs well that he takes over Jerome Ford as the number two with the Browns. Joe, right now I'm looking at my game time app. And I'm making my CBS broadcast debut on Sunday. Oregon State, top 20 team, by the way. Their starting quarterbacks, DJ Uyunglele. They are playing against San Jose State. You can get into the game general mission for $20, which means you can get into the game and be totally free if you use our code at the Game Time app. That is insane. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's so cool, by the way, to get images of your seat before you buy it. Now, the best seats are $72. But even that, like awesome seats to see a top 20 team, you get $20 off if you download the game time app. Create an account and use code FEAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code FEAST for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. All right. Speaking of stress, Joe, um, do you, really, you, you want to talk about Albert O, huh? You you just like you just like the fact that you can pronounce his last name. Okwebunam. I think I I'm, I would not put my life savings on that. Um, this was an interesting move for the Eagles. And uh, look, Alberto is not coming in here to Philadelphia and taking over Dallas Goddard's role. First and foremost, Dallas Goddard can block. I think you saw Mark Schlereth post a um, post a clip uh, when it when it was initially reported that the Broncos were going to cut Alberto. Um, Mark Schlereth posted a clip of Alberto Albert just getting absolutely blown off the line of scrimmage and down like three gaps um, on a goal line play. But I don't think the Eagles want Alberto to block. They have Goddard who can block. They have Jack Stoll who can block on that roster. Alberto's going to be a receiver. And I don't know if you've seen what the Eagles wide receivers look like. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith might be the best one-two punch in the NFL, but behind that, they only kept two other guys, Quez Watkins and Alameda Zacchaeus. So Albert O, I think, has an opportunity to come in here and be kind of the split-out receiver when they go into 12 personnel. Again, am I saying he's going to be fantasy relevant? No. But there is going to be an instance of Albert O catching a touchdown this year, and all the Twitter blows up because because now Howie Roseman can do no wrong, right? And two years ago, everybody wanted wanted Howie Roseman's head. Now he can do no wrong. There's going to be an instance. Oh, I can't believe the league let him get Albert O for uh, what was it a 
uh, Albert O in a seventh for a sixth round pick. There's definitely going to be an instance of that happening. And if Dallas Goddard were to go down, or if the Eagles were to have an injury to one of their top two receivers, they could try to get creative and put a guy out there who can really create as a receiver. Just don't expect him to block anybody because he's not going to do that. Joe, how does the Cardinals quarterback situation affect what's going on with their other skill guys? Oh, my God. Um, my guy, Johnny Venerable, um, had been saying for all along that Colt McCoy looks toast. You know, at practice, he's out there pointing. He's not throwing the ball. He's pointing to where he wants to put the ball. They end up cutting Colt McCoy, and they bring in Josh Dobbs. Now, he was with Drew Petzing last year. Um, you know, Petzing did, they did a great job bringing him in on short notice and actually being competitive with the Tennessee Titans. Josh Dobbs is going to start. And this does not mean the Cardinals are going to be a good team. They're, they're projected to be the worst team in the NFL. Um, Kyler Murray's on the pup list. Uh, so he's out at least the first four weeks of the season. Josh Dobbs, I, I, again, I'm not saying that there's going to be uh, fantasy value here, but he can run around a little bit. Some of you DFS sickos I know are going to be excited to stack Josh Dobbs with Hollywood Brown because the the Cardinals are going to be heavy under. They're seven point underdogs to the Commanders in Week One. That's how that's how rough it is right now for the Cardinals. Um, it, I honestly feel better about it than I do with Colt McCoy because it was evident all off season that Colt McCoy's arm is shot. So he's cut. Josh Dobbs comes in there. He'll start. They'll go to Kyler when Kyler's ready. But if but if things are going bad, then maybe they'll give Clayton Toon a look. This team's not going to win very many games this year, Ross. Next week, it all gets started, Joe. Very much looking forward to it. Make sure you're following Joe on social media, at FG underscore Dolan, beyond excited to be able to talk about every game from a fantasy perspective starting next week of course fantasypoints.com is where you go and use the code 23 feast i am at ross tucker nfl we are at ross tucker pod you can always check the show out on youtube youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl other than that i'm stuffed we're done thanks for tuning in to fantasy feast Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.